0: All right, guys, what's going on? Manero? Mateo, back at the desk today. My trip got cut short. I don't know what to tell you. Um, The internet was not working at Starbucks the way that I intended. And the GoPro videos are like 10 gigabytes for like a 15-minute video. So uh, it's kind of crazy. But God's providence would have me come back because my sticks arrived. We got the stickers, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. Use, Manero, the people's money. I got one of these on the back of my car now. Uh, so as to identify me and everybody around me that I love Monero and I am not private. <laughs> I'm the dumb Monero user that lets everyone know I'm using it, right? But like, yeah, we got the stickers. So to the patrons, if you want to send me like a message on Pirate Chain or Concealed Network or Proton Mail uh, with your address, I'll send you some of these if you are a patron. Otherwise let's get to the news today. We'll talk about that stuff later. Uh, We're going to talk about price manipulation today because there seems to be actually an interesting split, an interesting debate that's happening in the Monero community regarding this. Uh, I did a poll on my uh, Twitter yesterday and we talked about uh, whether or not there was price manipulation and asked y'all's opinion. And there seems to be uh, a disagreement here. Uh, not everyone's on the same page. And so I thought this was interesting to look into because I talked to Kevin Wad. Kevin Wad, shout out to you. Still pumping out the key content. He's put out a video recently talking about how someone's Bitcoin on their Binance account got conscripted by the Netherlands government. So, yeah, Bitcoin can get tainted. Yeah, Bitcoin can get you in trouble, even though you may not be doing anything wrong. And that's the thing. With governments and Bitcoin and it being tainted and you not knowing where it's coming from, I mean, you could be guilty until proven innocent. You could have your Bitcoin taken. You could be put on a, an OFAC blacklist, as we talked about in our Bitcoin uh, censorship video. So, again, Monero's key. Kevin Watts putting out the key information. Check him out. But we did an interview with him. And he was talking about Bitcoin price, or excuse me, Monero price manipulation. And to me at the time, I didn't know what to make of this. I kind of disregarded it uh, because it just seemed unrealistic to me. And I don't know why. I mean, I am a classical gold and silver bug. um, And I've seen so much manipulation in gold and silver. Um, And we've put out videos on that. Check out the gold manipulation video that we did we go into the details of that so it's not unfounded that they would be manipulating a currency that they deemed to be a threat Um, but nevertheless he made the case I uh, said I would look into it and I have Uh, and now that I've looked into it I find that there actually are some interesting arguments in regards to this now I still have not come to a conclusion but check out this poll guys Uh, I asked do you believe Monero is undergoing price manipulation comment why 61% of you said yes, and 114 people voted, uh, so that's a pretty significant number. Um, That's quite a lot. Now, some people say, oh, well, of course people think it's manipulated. The price hasn't done what they want it to, so of course they're going to blame it on manipulation or something like that. Well, you could say that. Uh, You could also say that uh, it's not easy to access Monero. Uh, Like, Coinbase doesn't have Monero. The cons, the crooks over at Coinbase don't list our lovely Monero. And, you know, they will list Shibu Inu and Dogecoin. And they'll say, hey, buy this, guys. Have fun. Gamble your pants off, you 15-year-olds. And, you know, of course, in any other setting, that would be totally illegal. But nevertheless, anyone's allowed to gamble for the most part. Actually, do you have to be 18 to be on Coinbase? I wonder about that. Uh, you got to have a bank account. But I think you can have a bank account, not be at 18. Anyways, we'll think about that another time. But nevertheless, yes, they won't list Monero. Other exchanges won't list it either. And so it's not that easy to access. And that could be a reason as to why, uh, you know, the price has been somewhat lackluster. Um, that's something to think about. And that's one argument. And then another argument is, of course, well, uh, you know, DeFi taken taken center stage. Uh, different coins are having more adoption than Monero, which isn't t- totally the case. I mean, you look at the dark net, pretty much everyone's accepting only Monero now. I mean, some people will accept Bitcoin, uh, like this guy. This guy makes a case right here. He says, what made Bitcoin blow uh, darknet, what will make XMAR blow? Um, maybe English isn't his thing. Exactly the same darknet currency is all that matters in crypto adoption and usage. Whatever the darknet decides to adopt next will also be the next jump. Uh, I think there's a certain truth to that uh, because it... It proves its use case, right? And then the subsidies going down. We'll get to the reasons why we think uh, there could be manipulation. Again, I'm not determined one way or another. Um, I'm just looking at the evidence for now. I'm still in the in-between. Now, I do know that manipulation does happen for like silver and gold. That's been well-established, and they even admit it in many cases. Um, But we'll get to that later. um, We'll talk a little bit about that. Monero UK, shout out to you. You're a great listener. People are ignorant to a usable digital currency and would rather KYC into crap coins for profit rather than fundamentals. This is true. This is another great argument as to why maybe Monero has been lackluster. But as we'll get to, this could actually be an argument as to why there's manipulation going on. Like People are very much attracted to coins which are just going up. And it's completely inverse what you want to do if you are a wise investor, or you know maybe you're a trader and you're just you know getting in on momentum, which seems to be the big thing nowadays, momentum trading. But if you are an investor, you don't want to get in on something which everybody's paying attention to, which everybody is running the price up on. Okay, you want to look at what people dislike, which is why I thought uranium a couple of years ago was a great play to get into. Everyone hated it. And, by the way, if you guys have been following this channel, yeah, we've been talking about uranium for about a month now. It's on the way up. It's doing rather well. More people are figuring out this is going to be very essential for ESG. So congrats and kudos to you guys who are enjoying that. But nevertheless, yes, um, people, uh, y- you want to get into s- to stuff that people dislike but have good fundamentals, right? Um, and this is why I think it's so key to get in Monero right now. Because the price is down, people are sleeping on all of the developments going on. Again, we'll talk about the bullish case and why it doesn't line up with as much short interest there is in Monero. And we'll get to the charts. It's crazy. But it could be they want to manipulate the price lower because they know so many people in crypto and so many people out there, they just follow gains. They're not in on trying to promote a monetary instrument for freedom and for getting away from the banking system. I mean, and people have been unfortunately led to believe that Bitcoin is the answer to that, which is, in my opinion, incorrect. It's unwise to believe that because with Bitcoin, yes, it's got a limited supply. Some people speculate that there could be additional layers added to Bitcoin to make it so that it does turn back into a kind of fractional reserve type thing. I'm not so convinced of that, but I, I'll tell you something that I do know is probably going to be the case. If Bitcoin does get adopted, here's my argument with that. Inflation is a tax. When they do credit expansion, when they finance government deficits with just printed money, that's inflation. And that's basically a tax on the population, okay, in order to fund the government's initiatives and to fund that debt. But here's the deal. If you adopt Bitcoin. And that initiative goes away. Great. That's wonderful. That's excellent. But they're going to get that money somehow. You understand? Like, they're not just going to let that funding gap just be there. They're going to raise your taxes. (laughs) And Bitcoin makes it very easy for them to tax you. And, you know, it's not that they have your seed phrase, it's not that they can get into your wallet and literally take it. No, they can just tell you that hey it looks like you had these transactions initiated according to our analysis on the blockchain so you owe us these tax and it's very easy for them to track and trace and see everything that you're doing and i suspect next tax season people are going to have a great awakening as to how much they have been digging in and burrowing deep into the deets regarding what's been going on on the blockchain You know, I think of it as kind of like, you know, the human genome project, like you've got these guys who are literally trying to understand every single little protein on the genetic quote unquote blockchain of the human genome to figuring out why it is we are the way we are. Why does we do the way the things that we do? You don't think that they can dig into the blockchain and figure out everybody who has been on that blockchain over the last 10 years, what transaction they've made what transactions they've made, what their balances, and all that stuff. Of course they can. That's what they're doing right now. And I think uh, they're going to go after so many crypto people. And when this tax season really starts to get going, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And you're starting to see people wake up to this a little bit, but it's not quite there yet. But um, yes, I-, I think that there is the potential for the elites and the people in power to benefit by crushing the price of Monero over Bitcoin. Um, And and I think I finished up my last point. I kind of forgot where I was. Yes, they're going to tax your Bitcoin, if I didn't make that clear. (laughs) And they are more than able to. Uh, But they're going to try to, in my opinion, keep the price down. And that's what Chris Guy said in that Monero talk. He said that the only real re- the only real way that they could stop Monero from being adopted is by making it look unattractive as far as price goes. And, and, you know, price isn't unimportant. We try not to pay too much attention to the price here on the channel. But miners would like to see a higher price because that uh, results in higher rewards for them and that makes it more attractive for other miners to get in and secure the network. And if it's not really going anywhere and it's not really adopting uh, because... Uh, unfortunately, adoption also plays along with price as well. Uh, you've seen this with Dogecoin. I mean, you have more ATMs which support Dogecoin than support Monero by a lot, by quite a lot. And you can you know, pay for basketball game tickets with your Dogecoin. And we all know it's a completely worthless cryptocurrency. But nevertheless, because of the price run-up, because of uh, people memeing the stuff out, uh, and because of its adoption, it, it's it's grown, Right. Uh, and so price isn't unimportant, and that's the main point I want to make before we start to get into the argumentation here. Um, yeah, this artwork is kind of creepy, guys. Uh, just a note: is, is there anyone out there who wants to make like cool Renaissance type art, like uh, art that doesn't involve this kind of stuff? And he he posted another picture, uh, that was more suggestive, and, and somebody tried to actually get in contact with me too promote this art here on my channel this kind of art Uh, we're not into that here we're a little bit more um, yeah we're we're just not into that Uh, it'd be great if we had different uh, art out there in my opinion some of this stuff is a little weird anyways uh, but yeah that is the poll right there all right we're back had a little glitch here exchanges are in love with monero first article of the day not as much as me. But exchanges are in love with Monero and love privacy coins in general because, first point, no panic and no bad publicity in case of stolen coins. Hack, no, because nobody will notice. The public simply does not know about it. Um, right, and so that's something I didn't even think about when it came to this argument for uh, price manipulation. I mean, you don't know how much Monero these exchanges have. Um, and it very well could be that because like there is no signature that you could look on like Block Explorer or Ethereum Scan or something like that to see like which Monero is which Monero. uh, It's very, well, I'm not gonna say it's very easy, but it's easier for exchanges to like sell you Monero. And then if you don't take it off the exchange, maybe they can just take that Monero and sell it to somebody else too. And if you guys don't take it off the exchange, they can just keep doing that until people decide to take it off the exchange. And then you have some things that we'll get to later where maybe they prevent you from withdrawing the Monero uh, and maybe they have to cover their short position because that's basically a short position. And so let's look here. Next point. They can move coins from their treasury unnoticed, sell them elsewhere at the top and buy back at the bottom or lend to whoever they want. Uh, The most clever ones can operate with almost empty treasury and sell only vouchers, numbers, instead of real Monero. No one will notice. Um, So that's what we were just talking about. They can sell you paper Monero. Monero that isn't even real. And this happens, presumably, all the time in gold and silver. In fact, I know it happens. Um, And this has been well-established. This is one of the things which is behind the silver squeeze uh, earlier this year. I don't know how many of you guys remember that. Happy Hawaiian. Uh, He's someone who's interesting to follow on Twitter. But... He got famous because of this post that he made on Wall Street Bets talking about why the silver short squeeze is very possible. And it's because of what we were just talking about basically with Monero right here. Uh, They sell more silver than they actually have in their vaults. And they do this by selling paper silver. And because nobody really ever takes delivery of this silver, and if they want to cash in on these contracts, a lot of them to just ask for cash. They don't ask for the delivery of like these thousand ounce bars. They just take the cash or they roll over the contract to the next month. Uh, And so what they do, because people don't take it off the exchanges, quote unquote, they don't have the silver get delivered. Well, they just sell more silver than they actually have. And they make that cash. Uh, It's a very profitable venture. Why it's not illegal. Well, you could ask that question. We speculated about that in our gold manipulation video. It could be because, well, if this whole thing were to blow up um, because they're already so deep down this road, well, that's going to make inflation work look worse than uh, than they are able to make it with the CPI, for example, because gold and silver are inflation indicators. And because they've already been doing this for so long, I mean, once that trend reverses and you start to have price discovery in these assets – uh, that's going to make people think like hi- hyperinflation is here. <laughs> I mean, when it's really just silver and gold catching up to what their fair market value is, but people aren't going to understand that. People are going to be like, oh, the value of the dollar is going down significantly against gold and silver. And so they have to keep this charade up, right? Because they don't want people to forget it, a- about hyperinflation, which would make gold and silver go up even more and just cause a panic, right? Um, but they have the reasons for doing that. And I wanted to read this for you real quick just so you can get a little bit of an evidence-based perspective on this just so that you know it's not just Monero. This isn't some crazy conspiracy uh, which people are freaking out about because the price isn't going anywhere. Like this could actually happen with a monetary instrument which could threaten the power structure, which I don't think Bitcoin does. Um, I think Monero has a much higher capacity of doing that, uh, which is perhaps a reason why uh, this perspective has a little bit more legitimacy um, and and is able to be entertained. So let's check this out. Um, One, the potential for a short squeeze, 573% of the float is currently uh, sold short. Uh, The big thing to remember here is that if enough market participants who are long silver contracts in the futures market begin to demand delivery of their silver, i.e. take the silver off the exchange, There will absolutely be a melt-up in the price because there simply isn't enough supply available. The next three days are critical, and yeah, he talks about this stuff, but here he says, many big-name precious metal veterans have bemoaned for years about how the size of the paper silver market absolutely dwarfs the amount of silver that could be delivered, and thus the market is manipulated. The vast majority of futures and options contracts in silver... Uh, have historically been settled via cash, meaning no physical silver is actually delivered when these contracts are set to expire. This is where the talk of 100 to 1 and 250 to 1 paper silver to physical silver ratios come from. But short interest actually is more like 6 to 1 on the COMEX. And the COMEX is an exchange, uh, like the commodities exchange, where a lot of silver trading takes place, using open interest data through the next two big delivery months. Uh, Technically, every month is eligible for deliveries, but only months with options, interest. Well, that's detail you don't really need to know. Uh, If you want to think about it like a stock, the short interest is 573% of the float. Quote, unquote. This is based on the fact that over the next three months, there are futures contracts and options which have the right to take delivery of 847 million ounces of silver. Now, this is key. This is compared to the only 147 million ounces registered at the COMEX that could fulfill these deliveries. And in times of crunches from what I've seen, and this did happen in the short squeeze, this was written rather early in the short squeeze, there was a serious problem with sourcing silver. And we're actually going into another one of those periods. Uh, The COMEX now is down to less than 100 million ounces from the data that I've looked at, according to Galactic Trader here. He's been on top of this for quite a while and I don't want to make this too much about silver, but I want to just let you guys know that this is a real thing. Um, it, it could be that... Uh, or where, was, where was I going with that? Yeah. Um, there is a lot more paper silver out there or claims to silver than there is actually silver. That's the main point I want to denote to you guys. And the same thing could definitely happen for Monero, especially given that it's private, because we can't really know how much supply that they have. And we don't even know if COMEX has as much as they say they do. Uh, We don't know if the Perth Mint, which is another speculative uh, holder of silver, we don't know how much they have. They seem to be lying about how much they have. Um, But in regards to privacy coins, how much these exchanges have of Monero, we don't know. It's not like they don't have a V key, which allows you to look in to see what their supply is. And so... This is why we always say you want to get, well, we don't always say, I'm going to start saying it. Uh it, Doug on Monero Talk, he says it's like at the beginning of every episode, take your Monero off the exchanges. Okay. Because if you have your Monero on there, they could literally sell that Monero to like a bajillion other people and they make money and it screws over Monero. Right. So that's just something to note. Uh, this is something which is a phenomenon, which is real, which happens in other markets as well. And check this out. The Bank of America uh, head of metals research, he he had noticed this in the copper markets as well recently. I believe this came out today. He said, right now the LME, which is the London uh, Metals Exchange, I believe, is running a physical contract that effectively is not really backed by physical metal." right? So it could be that the markets in Monero are kind of similar where there isn't actually Monero there. It's just they're selling you fake stuff. Um, and there's a lot of speculation about this that I was not aware of prior to looking into this. And we're going to get into more about this, but that's just something to know. In this way, they can back to this article. And by the way, this is by Monero Fox, if I didn't say that before. So thank you, Monero Fox. In this way, they can beautifully operate and make extra money. Right. And mind you, JP Morgan, Deutsche Bank, uh, UBS, and some other banks have been convicted of manipulating the gold and silver markets. Convicted. This is documented. And they make stupid amounts of money doing this. And they pay like a small pittance of a fine. And it's sort of just like a cost of doing business to them. So uh, it's out in the open. Everybody knows about it. Nothing you can really do about it other than just get the silver or get the Monero in your possession and out of their hands. So it makes it harder for them to do it. And if they get squeezed, uh, it's very violent, very violent if they do get squeezed, because it's going to get hard for them to source it at that price, unless it's at a much higher price, right? Uh, With Bitcoin and similar public coins, they have limited options. Sometimes it happens that this whole thing gets slightly out of their control. For example, in the case of huge withdrawals, but that's another story. But if they like this Monero so much, why delisting or not listing? Mostly it's pressure from someone else. Coinbase aims to avoid problems with the regulators and take a conservative approach in order to survive these uncertain periods. I've heard that argument. It's not a bad argument. I think that's probably accurate. That's what Arctic Mind says uh, in regards to that conversation. Makes sense. Our custodian is ending support for XMR for insurance reasons, meaning we'll have to stop supporting it. Somebody said that. He didn't really quote. Who said that? He said Newton. While Bittrex gave no reason for the removals, Exchanges around the world have been moving to d coins that seek to pervert, preserve the privacy of their users as a way to be compliant with Know Your Customer. And we've talked about this before. Uh, Perkins Coie came out with a paper that said that it's perfectly fine. If um, So let me note something here. XMR, this is like pinned to the XMR page because this is so key. There's no reason for... Exchanges to not list Monero. As as in accordance with Perkins Coie. Which is like a big international law firm. So, anti-money laundering regulation of privacy enabling cryptocurrencies. Basically, they say, you're in perfect compliance if you want to use this stuff. Is it possible for regulated entities to comply with AML obligations when supporting privacy coins? The answer, in our view, is yes. And they go into the reasons for that. So, that's not a viable reason and that's why i kind of pressure coinbase uh with my (laughs) measly nobody pressure that i can't put on them it's just like why do you not list it it's perfectly compliant for you to list it you have the precedent right here uh these people will go to court with you but who knows i I don't know what the deal is i don't know what the deal is but uh yeah this just something i want to throw out there so this guy makes the claim samurai pizza cat 420 He doesn't sound like he's into anything uh, drug-related. Monero is a victim of its own success. Exchanges have been selling paper XMR for a while, keeping the price down. No way to really prove how much real XMR they have unless they were to audit themselves somehow. Doubt they will do that. Exactly. So that's an issue. Uh, And this guy says, yeah, take your Monero off the exchange. Correct. Um, By selling paper Monero, the exchange is basically shorting it. If the price all of a sudden doubles which happens often in crypto, they could potentially lose billions. Um, Yeah, and this guy says, yeah, you could just stop withdrawal if that happens. And they have done that, as far as I understand, in Binance. And we talked about that with Kevin Wadd. Uh, He found that as being evidence. Uh, And this guy says it right here. NiceHash had disabled XMR withdrawals from March to June. Binance only during May. So... CoinX disabled R for nearly half the year. And some people speculate about uh, price manipulation in R, but I think it's a different kind of price manipulation. It's like bots who are able to manipulate on trade but that's different. Um, Binance stopped withdrawals for two weeks for no reason, and they still have a lot of volume trading. Um, And so, yeah, you you guys just got to withdraw your Monero from this stuff. Don't leave it in there. You're not doing any of us favors. And one thing I want to note is I think Haveno is going to certainly um, be super instrumental to unlocking Monero's price for many reasons. I, I think the price is going to go nuclear when Haveno comes out. Now, I don't know when that is. I pray it comes as soon as possible. Like it could not come fast enough for so many reasons that we've talked about. But this is just another reason. Right. I mean, if they are manipulating the price because they have Monero locked up there on the exchanges, um, and one of the only places that you can get Moneros from these exchanges, uh, other than local Monero, again, use Cake Wallet, Bitcoin, Litecoin, flip it into Monero and Cake Wallet key. We love Cake Wallet. But uh, you could go to Havana and just exchange whatever cryptocurrency you want from Monero there. Because Monero is going to be like the base currency that you use. And you're going to be able to atomically swap it or use multi-sig address or however that's going to work. When that comes out, it's going to be key. It's going to be amazing. And I think that's going to take a lot of interest away from centralized exchanges in regards to Monero. And maybe in regards to other cryptocurrencies as well. Because we've talked about this. When traders figure out how much these exchanges are watching everything that they do. Every trade that they make. And how all of that is being logged And in my opinion, most likely sent directly to the governments. Um, I think that uh, people are going to be like, wait, there's a decentralized peer-to-peer exchange, which is totally private that I could trade on. Ooh, that sounds interesting, (laughs) right? Like so many people are going to go there. The liquidity is going to be amazing. And so liquidity for Monero is going to go through the roof. Their capacity to control the price, I think, is going to be severely diminished when that happens. So that's just something I want to note. Uh, and this guy talks about uh, arbitrage bots being used, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there are some pretty intricate arguments being made here. Um, Yeah. By selling paper Monero, the exchange is basically shorting it. Yep, Monero does not have such large fluctuations. Monero price goes up sharply only sometimes. Now, I think that could be maybe due to short squeezes. It could be. Like, when the Monero price starts to go up, Maybe these people who are uh, you know, giving out multiple claims on the same Monero, they've got to fulfill those claims. And then they got to get into the market and buy Monero for whatever price in order to fulfill those claims. So it could be a kind of short squeeze type of thing. And if you don't know what a short is, by the way, it's basically like, okay, I have Monero, right? Maybe I think the price of Monero is going to go down. So I'm going to borrow Monero from somebody, sell it immediately. And then I'm just going to buy it back later when the price goes down and then give it back to that person and keep the difference. That's basically what that means. Um, so you think the price is going to go down. That's a short. You're going to get it back later, fulfill the obligation you have to the person that you borrowed it from for a lower price, right? And then you get to keep the differential, if that makes sense. Um, if this ever gets out of hand, they can simply turn off the withdrawals and try to somehow shake it up uh, during that they are updating their wallet, quote unquote, or accusing the XMAR network of quote unquote malfunctions or something like this, right? And again, there's no way to fully determine this because it's private currency. So just something to note. All right, so I do want to get to this particular article. I know I'm skipping around a little bit here in this particular video, but. I want to make this concise, so check it out. This guy's talking about price manipulation, the hoodist Buddhist. Um, He talks a little bit about some of his trouble with how he thinks the Monero community isn't taking this seriously. Um, As far as my poll is concerned, a lot of people are taking this rather seriously. Um, A lot of people are aware of what's going on, more so than I was. I'm rather new to this. Uh, information, and I'm going over going over it with you guys because I want to get your thoughts on this, and I just want to get this intel out there so that people could come to their own conclusions about this. But he is concerned about this because uh, price does matter to a certain degree. And he says right here, price affects mining profitability, which in turn affects network security. And that's not an irrelevant point. It is kind of true. Because if the price is increasing and to mine Monero isn't as prof- profitable as it is to maybe mine other coins, then that's an opportunity cost right there. Now, mining Monero is a little bit different than mining other coins because it's ASIC resist- resistant with RandomX. People aren't going to be uh, maybe using their computer to mine something else. I mean, I'm not aware of any other coins that are really mined in the same way that Monero is, in my opinion. But then again, I'm not a mining dude. I Don't ask me about that stuff. There are other people who know more about that. But... Uh, also consider that people are really committed to mining Monero because they love the project and people have made a lot of sacrifices for this project. Like one of the main things to be bullish on in regards to the Monero community, uh, in the Monero project are the people in Monero is the die hard element to this stuff. Um, and The fact that Monero is losing traction in the ranking, the fact that the price isn't really acting the way that we would otherwise like it to, uh, it's not even something which deters a lot of people in this particular community. Um, so that doesn't deter me. I, I'm a gold and silver bug, okay? I've seen the worst of it already. Let me tell you, I've seen the mountaintops of price manipulation. I can come back and tell you, just chill. But as far as Mining is concerned. I think that a lot of people in Monero are going to continue to mine it because they're committed to this project working. And even if it costs them money, because maybe it's not adopting in the way that we would want, the volumes aren't as high as we would otherwise want, uh, and the price isn't where it should be, and so the rewards aren't as high as you would otherwise want. Um, At the same time, the subsidy is going down. Well, they're going to do it anyway. I think they're going to do it anyway. A lot of people will anyway. So, That's one argument I would have against that. Now, another argument in regards to price being important is that, well, if the price isn't going up a lot, which means maybe people aren't adopting it as much as uh, you would otherwise want them to adopt it, well, that's going to make it easier for regulators to go after it because regulators will step back. When it comes to regulating something that a lot of people are into, which is why a lot of people got excited when Bitcoin started to be adopted by institutions, uh, when Grayscale Trust started to pick it up and other institutions started to pick it up. And the ETF just recently came out, which, again, gave it more legitimacy um, and made it less likely for regulators to, I guess, ban it and do away with it. But if you have a private cryptocurrency, which isn't really gaining much traction but it's still being used to a certain degree to do what they could argue are nefarious things, then that makes it problematic. Uh, and that could make it opened up to uh, regulatory attack. As is argued, I think, by Dr. Daniel Kim. I think I saw somebody say that. I'm not going to go all, all in on that. He's a pretty smart guy. I love to interview him, by the way. Dr. Daniel Kim, come on my show. But um, I think that is another decent point. And this is why I always say, Whenever you go to like a shop, whenever you go to somebody who's maybe like a small business runner, just say, hey, do you accept Monero? And I think there are initiatives going on right now to make that easier um, because that's really important for us to establish this parallel economic system. But it's so, so, so important, guys, to ask people if they accept Monero. Like you go to Cloud9 or you go to uh, a small farmer's market or you go to... Uh, you know, your babysitter or something like that. Just, just say, hey, you got a cake wallet? Check it out. Open this up. Download. I am about to send you Monero for this. Cool. You just got it totally privately. We didn't even know uh this exchange happened. You don't have to be that weird about it. But like, you could just be like, yeah, you just got Monero. Congratulations, you just got some digital cash, which is gonna be the future of the world, boy. And that could be the way it happens. And that's got to be the way it happens. I mean, we got to make people adopt this stuff somehow. We, so we got to make the pitch, right? And so that's going to increase liquidity. That's going to increase use case. And the more that those networks are expanded and concentrated and established, the less likely that there is going to be regulatory attack. And if there is regulatory attack, the more robust it's going to be against that kind of attack. So that's another thing to point out there and so i think other people make other interesting points here but uh let, let's read some of these comments there's another point i was going to make i forgot it. uh, but it'll come back to me so monero is the most feared in hate crypto so of course every trick in the book is probably happening with it from delistings to bad press and so on only thing to do is wait for corrections, buy and hold, and obviously use Monero to purchase things. If it was purely about speculation, then it would just be Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Riot Noise is his name. And then this guy's Hootist Buddhist, if I didn't say that already. So price directly affects mining incentive. Therefore, price directly affects network security. I think that is a good point. Um, I think that's correct. And so there are incentives. Um to undermine, in my opinion, Monero, obviously. And one way that you could do that is through heavily shorting Monero. And we're about to get to that here shortly. But it affects network security. It affects adoption. Uh, People aren't going to take it as seriously if it's in, you know, the top 50 as opposed to the top 10. So that's just an intuitive Jones effect type thing. Let's go down here. In my honest opinion, it's just a lack of hype and exposure or bad exposure. Um, usage being linked to bad people. Retail gets most of their info on YouTube. That's why we're here. Hence why ADA went so high. Yeah. So share the links, guys. People like the YouTube channels. And I wish I had like more video editing stuff so that I can make it like cool and more popular. Like, hey, what's up? Monero, Uh, but I just sit here and I talk about it. That's the extent of the tech capacities that I have. Uh, But it's a start, right? So let's see here. Yeah, this isn't going to happen, but this guy, (laughs) he says, it seems like we can just kindly ask all exchanges that list XMR to show their view key to display correct holdings or maybe approve that with the main XMR liquidator provider for these exchanges to get the manipulation down to a minimum. And this guy's like, yeah, nobody's going to show that. Correct. Uh, the temptation and subsequent profit to sell many times more Monero than it is in the stock is huge. Nobody sees it, and nobody can prove it. Only the holy exchange can withstand it. Uh, is he talking about trade over? Maybe I don't know, but yeah, it's true. I mean, there's going to be a huge incentive, right, to sell more Monero than what you got, especially if people don't take it off the exchange. And so we got to get that word out. Take your money off the exchange. Just hold on to it. Right. And again, Havana is going to be key in hopefully changing this dynamic. But that is true. That is the case. So this is an interesting comment right here. To all the people saying that, no, it's just a social thing and lack of on-ramps, but not actual price suppression. It's a both and kind of thing. I, I, agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, I agree that that is a valid point. Again, I'm trying to be as biased or, oh, goodness, not unbiased as I can here. Let me just say that one more time. I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can here. I want to get both ideas uh, out here that maybe there's price suppression, maybe there's not price suppression. And there seems to be good arguments for both cases. Uh, But from last week and the week before, when I wasn't aware of this information, I was definitely on the side that there isn't price manipulation going on. I've erred more towards that being the case. But I'm still not going to conclude anything because we don't know. There's no smoking gun that this is happening. But there's just a good bit of circles, circumstantial evidence that this is happening. So, uh, Bowdy anarchist. He says, to all people saying that, no, it's a social thing and lack of on but not actual price suppression, it's both in. Yes, yeah, we've gotten problems not being listed by con base. i dig it i'm using that bro i'll give you XMR royalties we've got issues due to delistings and a few representative or sorry repressive governments it's late but at this point it's a foregone conclusion that bittrex was fractionally reserved uh which means that they're doing i guess paper funny stuff with monero uh, selling more than they had that binance is still selling monero doesn't have in that Finex, the federal reserve of crypto i've never heard of Finex. have you had monero net short for almost the entire bull market that's interesting this guy's dropping knowledge dude he says they're in an all-out war against monero and they're using multiple strategies. They even use social attacks like bots we saw on Reddit in the spamming up of the GitHub repo. Are you guys aware of this? I'm not on GitHub. I'm too low IQ for that. But uh, he's saying that there was spamming on GitHub and bots on Reddit. If you guys can attest to that, I'd be interested to hear that. But uh, yeah, all of this is significantly harmful to the exposure and sentiment. But there's also a load of evidence for direct price suppression. I mean, think about it. You put a narrative that Monero will do nothing for gains because of, insert lies about the narrative. And one of those lies is the inflation bug thing. I've run into this consistently over and over and over again. And you even hear Roger Ver saying things in regards to uh, there being an inflation bug. Now, this isn't the case. Check out Peterson Commitments. That's what always link when people ask about this stuff. Check out that. The math typically checks out. But, yeah, there is no inflation bug. And this is confirmed every time that a node redownloads the blockchain. Uh, The math checks out. But you can make that case to people that there is an inflation bug because you see the crypto movement going up, up and up and up, but you don't see Monero going anywhere. And so the idea is, well, they're just keeping the price down because Monero keeps getting sold into the market. They keep uh, making new Moneros. Well, that could be the case, but that's not like some hacker dude. Maybe it's the exchanges, right? Maybe it's the exchanges. And we don't know if that's the case. We don't know. Because, again, we don't have like a view key to look into this stuff. We don't know what's happening. But there is interesting stuff going on with the price here. Um, so while it may not be an inflation bug in the code, it could be that you have these exchanges selling paper Monero that they don't even have. And so in a way, there is an inflationary type of element here, but that's not because of the code. That's because of the private nature of Monero that makes it so that exchanges can do uh, nefarious backdoor stuff in regards to selling Monero that they don't have. So that's a nuanced point that I didn't even think about before just a second ago when I said that. But that could be what's going on. And so that entices people to think, oh, there's definitely an inflation problem here. Right. And as we're about to get to, this is going to be key uh, when we look at the rather significant short to long ratio for Monero versus other cryptos. Makes it look like something spooky is going on there. But again, we'll take a look at that here in a bit. But continuing on with the body anarchist, you put a narrative that Monero will do nothing for gains because of insert lies. And then you suppress the price actively with direct fraud. People see that the price didn't do as good as everything else. And so you hope and pray that your narrative takes hold on its own and that the plebes make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And because everyone's chasing gains, this is easier to do. Um, More for us. I mean, I I don't have a problem with this. At some point, reality is going to assert itself. Uh, Everything corrects to fair value, guys. Just hang tight. That's the one thing I can give the Maxis in their extreme ignorance of saying how Monero will never price perform against Bitcoin, and thus shouldn't be purchased. They actually help to generate the self fulfilling narrative. Yes, and I do run into this again. I was on Twitter the other day, and you know people are going crazy about Bitcoin. I always interject, being somewhat annoying, right? And I'm just like, yeah, uh, Monero is better. it's just like, you guys should buy Monero instead it's much better, like Michael Saylor he was saying something like, oh well you're going to want to get into Bitcoin before everyone understands it Uh, because when everyone understands it, that's when everyone's going to buy it it's just like, dude, no, when everyone understands Bitcoin that's when they're going to sell it (laughs) like, when people understand that it's not fungible, when people understand that it's not scalable that there are issues with the Lightning Network when XYZ, right Um, they're going to get a Monero either way I was talking to this guy. He's just like, bro, when are you going to give it up, man? There are no gains to be had here. Look at Bitcoin's performance against Monero. Dude, just sell your Monero like I did. Just give it up. If you can't beat him, join them, and all this other stuff. First off, beta alert, right? But second off, this is the self-fulfilling narrative that this guy is talking about. Like, if you just follow the gains, if you follow the price, you don't follow the tech, you don't follow the fundamentals, this is what's going to happen. Um... You're going to have Monero go down against Bitcoin, and then you're going to live in a more unfree world. And your gains, whatever you think you're, you're going to get for gains, is going to be taxed out of existence. So good luck with that. Um, and then back to this, uh, they should be promoting Monero as one of the only other honest and viable projects in, in existence, and at least buying five to ten percent allocation just to support the project. Well, I mean that's nice, but maybe they're not going to do that. I think that's a good idea, though. You know, just as kind of like a humanitarian thing. And some Monero. And not to mention the fact, guys, just remember this. If you're about the gains, I mean, look, if you're into these freedom coins early, if you're into these privacy coins early, these things could go nuclear in value and nobody would know that you just got redonkulously rich, right? If you have a decent position, right? Nobody's going to know that. Meanwhile, if you're on a public blockchain because you got your cryptos off some KYC uh con-based crypto exchange. Well, everybody's going to know how much money you're making. Taxman's going to come after you. right? And I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. Always pay your taxes. Disclaimers, disclaimers. But look, if you are into this stuff early and you get big old gains because people figure this stuff out or just the price control mechanism breaks, assuming there is one, allegedly, well, you're going to win big and nobody's going to know. Like wouldn't that be the best thing ever? You winning the lottery and nobody knowing you won the lottery? I think people would be much better off. Uh, And that's the position you could be in. And that is just one reason you should maybe have a little bit of an allegation, not investment advice, never give investment advice. But like that is an opportunity that I think people are overlooking. So yeah. And then he gets angry at him. Don't lose your cool, bro. So, yeah, it's now out of the top 40, I believe, where it's pretty close. I suspect it probably will get out of the top 40. Is that like 38, 39? No big deal. For me, I like a little bit of an underdog kind of thing. I like going up against a big challenge. I like sailing turbulent seas. I like when the furnace gets hot to make the steel stronger, right? It's no big deal. I think that'll make our community stronger. I think that'll make the project stronger. And when people see that Monero survives through all the flack, uh, it'll become that much more attractive. And you even see this from Bitcoin Maxis. Like they look at the Monero community and they're like, oh, well, I love those guys. You know, they're not going to make it. NMGI or whatever that new acronym is that people are using on Twitter. Not going to make it. But isn't that community great? I mean, they're still working on things, Uh, they're still making developments. And you have, like, these proposals, these funding proposals getting funded in, like, a matter of days. Like, tens of thousands of dollars being raised to fund new initiatives on the project. Like, seriously, this community is so freaking awesome. It's one of the most awesome reasons to be bullish on Monero, is that the community never gives up. They're always continuing to work, and they're very honest people. And we were just talking about Silver a second ago. There was some guy who posted in the Monero uh, Reddit forum. He's like, hey, you know, just got out of high school. Got a little cash here, looking to see what I should do to start my investment portfolio. And you know, if you ask that in any other crypto exchange, people would be like, "Oh, well, buy our crypto. Of course, go all in, hundred percent, big, get big bags." You know, and people were honest with them. They're like, "Hey, you know, maybe uh, get some gold and silver, get some physical gold and silver. You know, just as a good backup in case uh, stuff happens. You know, you want to build a strong base, and then maybe get into Monero, which is really good advice given from people who." would otherwise have a conflict of interest, right, to tell them, hey, go all in on Monero. But they're giving good, honest advice. And I would say the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, get some physical. Also get some food, get some guns and ammo, right? (laughs) Just in case the shortages get wild. But, uh, you know, Uh, this guy has a theory on widespread liquidity issues. So, again, just more talk here about the possibility of – manipulation. And this seems to be rather popular here in XMR trader. Um, So you could look into some of these speculations here, but this is a lively conversation. Let's go to the next one. That one's kind of thick to get into. I'll leave you guys to read that. Withdraw everything you can. Um, So he, he gives a couple other reasons here. Let me read this. They stopped withdrawals, by the way, on Binance and the other exchange that we talked about earlier. And so he says, when withdrawals become possible again, withdraw everything you have, unless you're trading. The obvious reason being your XMR is safe that way and available for using at any time. As in a in exchange, when you think you have XMR, in reality you only have their word, and they will only send you XMR when you want, according to your balance. Right. I mean, you don't own it. As Josh Vale said, wonderful listener to the channel. What's up, Josh? If it's not your keys, not your crypto. And they own your keys when it's on an exchange, right? So he also says the second reason being that it's impossible to sell any amount of promises, or Sorry, did I say possible? It's possible to sell any amount of provinces. And that will in turn dilute the market by making the price of XMR less about supply and demand and more about the exchange's personal risk tolerance. And that's a good nuanced point. Like these exchanges could be totally reckless, right? They could just be selling like a bajillion Moneros out there when really they only have like a very limited slim amount. And if only a few of those people are like, hey, about to withdraw, uh, see ya. I mean, they could be like, no, you're not. You ain't getting out of here. Uh, it's sort of like Hotel California, except Monero, right? And so they're going to keep you locked up in there until maybe they get the amount of Monero that is necessary to cover their position. And as somebody had mentioned in a previous Reddit post, I don't know if we went over this, but they are saying that they may spook people to sell their Monero. They may say, oh, there's problems with the blockchain. Oh, it looks like we discovered some issue with Monero. Uh, or maybe some regulatory thing is happening. I don't know. And then that may panic sell. Or that may, that may make people panic sell. And then they pick it up for cheap to then pay off the people who need who want to get it off the exchange. Does that makes sense? So they could pull a number of funny things in order to encourage people to... Uh, uh, in order to make it so that they don't get caught with their pants down, is basically what I'm saying. We have no official information if exchanges are really in debt for Monero, but at this point, it seems pretty likely. Uh, Yeah, so that's interesting. So, that seems to be a theory. That seems to be a theory. Here's Kevin Watt's post. Get your XMR off the exchanges. Right... And that's to maybe cause a squeeze, maybe to just make it so that they aren't causing these issues. And one theory as to why they prevented people from taking their Monero off the exchange is because maybe the IRS was investigating, uh, you know, a lot of people who were taking their gains from trading on Binance into Monero to then move it off the exchange to have their gains be. Put into a private place that nobody could look into. So maybe that was something going on there. That's one theory. But I wanted to get to this. This is the big enchilada here that I want to talk about. Uh this is fascinating. This is datamish.com. Um and you're gonna see some discrepancies here between the amount of longs, which is the amount of people who are bullish on a particular cryptocurrency in the amount of shorts with different cryptos here. And they get their data from, uh I believe it's Bitfinex, if I'm not mistaken. So let me check this out. Yeah, Bitfinex is where they get their data. Um, this site is only possible because Bitfinex offers a lot of in-depth information about the market via their APIs. So they're getting a lot of their info from there. But we could probably imagine that this is happening on other exchanges as well. The sentiment is... Uh, spread. So this is Bitcoin right here. And so what I want to draw your attention to is the divergence here between the green line and the red line. The red line is the number of shorts, the people who are betting against Bitcoin and the green line, the longs, the people who are betting that Bitcoin's going to go up. So you see like a big gap here, right? A uh, lot more longs than there are shorts. You got 30,000 longs. 1,000 shorts. Okay, let's go to Litecoin. Uh, you're going to see a similar ratio. You've got 297,000 longs and 50,000 shorts. Again, you see a gap here. Now, the gap isn't as emphatic. Well, it is now, it seems. Looks like people are pretty bullish on Litecoin. Goodness. Same thing with Ethereum. Check it out. Uh, you see some good bullishness here. Big divergence. And by the way, this chart goes back 360 days. It's a year-long chart. Um, so just to note that, but yeah, a lot more longs than there are shorts 587,000 longs for Ethereum, 185,000 for shorts. Let's go to Cardano, check out what's going on there. So, yeah, another crazy divergence here, right? Look at this divergence, and you typically have more longs than you have shorts, except for this interesting period right here. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I think they're about to roll out their smart contracts and then maybe people didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, but the price went down. People sold their shorts, maybe made some good money and then it went back up. Now the longs are back in control. But, uh, yeah, similar ratio, 13 million longs, 252,000 shorts. Now let's get to Monero. We're going to see something completely different here. Okay. So, we've got 14,000 longs and 27,000 shorts. So, significantly more shorts than longs. And generally speaking, going back a year, the shorts have been ahead of the game, right? And one thing that you'll notice, which is strange to me, is that as the price ran up from November 2020 to May 2021, the shorts increased. As If they were trying to maybe Desperately keep the price down like the short interest was just exploding at the same time that Monero's price is going up now if you look at other charts, you don't really see this pattern from what I could tell Uh, The shorts typically went down so like you look at Cardano the price explodes right here shorts are going down so again, you see the price going up right here uh, from what is this february 2021 to may shorts are going down longs are going up Uh, that's not what you see really with monero um which makes sense to a certain degree And, and again you see this with bitcoin uh from december 2020 to may 2020 bitcoin price going up shorts Number of shorts going down. Number of longs going up. And you would expect this. This is normal market behavior that you would expect. Let's check out Litecoin. Shorts remaining relatively stable here throughout the entire thing. Not much interest there. And let's take a look at Zcash, um, which isn't too private because the privacy features are optional. But again, you have so many more longs than you do shorts. Um... Price goes up. Shorts go down. Let's check out IOTA. Again, so many more longs than you have shorts here. Price goes up. Number of shorts goes down. Let's check out EOS. Okay. Uh, big divergence, again, between longs and shorts. So many more longs and shorts. And EOS has roughly the same market cap as Monero. And they've both been falling in the rankings. So it's not clear that just because is falling in the rankings relative to other cryptos, that that is the trigger for shorting. I don't know what the trigger is here. Like, this doesn't make any sense. We can check out Ripple, too. So here's Ripple. Again, many more longs than you have shorts. Significantly more. Shorts remaining relatively stable. But with Monero, you just see some really strange price action here and some strange short and long action. Uh, A lot of short activity, especially as the price goes up, as if you have someone out there who is wanting to keep the price down and are actively freaking out that the price is going up. That's how I would download that. If you guys have a different take, let me know. I'm not a trader, but this is what I'm seeing. That's just what I'm seeing, bruh. But look, here's the deal. There is no reason, in my opinion, to short Monero. Now, if you guys are looking at technicals that I'm not aware of, if you guys are looking at like, you know, certain market indicators which make this make sense, let me know. But <laughs> you listen to everything that we've talked about here on the channel. All the bullish things happening. Right? You've got Haveno. You've got other developments going on where it's being accepted by more and more people on certain marketplaces versus other cryptos. The transaction volume is skyrocketing for Monero. Um, You look at the rollout of financial surveillance all over the world, which is becoming obvious to even the Bitcoin bros. Um, We could go on and on and on. New developments happening, Seraphis, and just new stuff being built on Monero all the time. Havana, atomic swaps, all this stuff. There are so many bullish things happening for Monero right now. It's kind of hard to like sit in this chair right now without me jumping through the roof. (laughs) Like it's insane. And so the idea that people would short to this significant degree has me highly suspicious. I don't understand what the reason for this is. Now, you may make the claim, oh, well, maybe it's going to get kicked off more exchanges Uh, you know, the market sentiment is changing. People are going to ridiculous cryptocurrencies, which are easily accessible in places like Coinbase, which doesn't have Monero. Like, you can make arguments. I'm not saying that there aren't arguments as to why price manipulation isn't happening or why people would short it. But to me, the bullish case far, far outweighs the bearish case, without a doubt. And, you know, something else to take a look at The subsidy is going down. We're just about to go into tail emission, which means the number of new Moneros coming onto the scene is significantly decreased, which means we're going into an ever more disinflationary cycle or ever more disinflationary environment with Monero, right? And that should make the price go up relative to what it's done in the past. But that's not what we're seeing. So this is the subsidy. It's continually it's continually going down. So you guys, let me know what you think. I just find this interesting. These data logs are completely different from Monero to every other crypto. So, and the shorts have been in control generally over the last year. Now this doesn't extend further beyond i'd like to look further in the past as to what's going on but yeah the shorts have been dominating dude shorts have been totally dominating so that is interesting to me let me know what you guys think about that that's all i really want to say here we're going to zoom out so let me know what you guys think i think that this is some interesting data to look through i think we made some pretty good interesting arguments again A lot of the stuff is just circumstantial. We don't have any smoking gun that there's manipulation going on. We don't know. Uh, You can make the claim either way that there is or isn't manipulation going on. Either way, I think the Monero committee is going to succeed. Uh, Just everything that is in the works right now. I I wouldn't want to be these people shorting Monero at all. Uh, That's a dangerous game of chicken, dude. Uh, And... Win any chickens here we're not going anywhere we're going to stay in these positions and we're going to bag up dude because <laughs> again the bullish case for monero is redonkulous and if you're new to this channel this is the first video you've watched we put out perhaps the most bullish thesis on any cryptocurrency ever on this channel like we've put out like at least 50 60 videos Telling you that, yeah, Monero's going to go freaking nuclear, get in now. Now, I'm not saying this is financial advice, but look, to, to short Monero, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, like, I, I'd rather try my luck jumping off a cliff uh, with holes in my parachute, you know what I mean? I, I'd rather try buying nefarious things off the dark web with Bitcoin, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather do riskier things uh, than do that. Uh, or there aren't riskier things to do than that. I think that you're going up against uh, nature here. I think you're going up against forces that you can't imagine the power of. So just so that you know, price manipulators, if you exist, this again, this is all alleged. I don't know the answers to this, but I want to get you all's thoughts. I think this is an interesting topic of discussion. I like that there is some difference of opinion in Monero, the community, about this. So let me know what you think. Kevin Watt, I bet you're uh, interested in this. So thank you for turning me on to this idea because I was not aware that this was a thing at all. But given that Monero is a significant threat, I think, to the true financial power structure, it, it would make total sense that uh, you know there would be manipulation going on. But again, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they don't see it as too much of a threat right now because it's got a market cap of $5 billion. But look, they probably want to keep it that way and maybe make it less so. So that they could uh, really not have to uh, be sweating. So that's all I'd say. Manuel Mateo, check out the uh, social media links below, the donation links below. More nature walks coming. Getting back out on the road, hopefully here pretty soon, with my stickers. And again, if you guys want some of these stickers, uh, join us on Patreon. Become a patron. There's some benefits for you over there. Even though I don't really put out too much content over there, and I'm sorry... Uh, To our guys over there, it's just all this information is really key and I need to work on more videos and more stuff for you guys, but I do have stickers for you. (laughs) So, um, and again, you guys on Patreon, let me know if you have a video you would like me to do for you. I know that I reserve that for a particular tier. But for you guys who have signed up, I'm going to be nice uh, because you have signed up and have supported us. Let me know what it is you guys want me to do a video on and I'll do it. Uh, we'll be nice and I will give something to you guys. Cause I want to make sure I'm giving back uh, to those who are supporting the channel. Uh, and again, you can do like private super chats. If you want to send me a private message with, you know, a pirate chain donation or a concealed network donation, or you want to send me an email after you send me some, Monero or something like that, we can make it like a private super chat, uh, which is a cool, innovative thing that we're doing here. So, that's all, guys. I'm Mateo. We'll see you next time.